We're joined this week by Corey Heim heading into the first race weekend of the season. Finally, how's it feel to be in 2024 race week? Yeah, I can't wait. Um, have a lot of good opportunities this year between Tricon Garage and Sam Hunt Racing. Uh, being at all the cup races too with Legacy uh, as a reserve driver, I'm really looking forward to uh, all of that. Uh, it's going to be a busy year for me, but uh, I'm really excited to build on my uh, year from last year with Tricon. I feel like we've, uh, you know, we're consistently the best truck throughout the year, and um, you know, probably deserved a little bit better of a season than we had. So, I uh, can't wait to build on that and uh, continue to be better and work on my craft and hopefully uh, give myself a good resume for 2025. So I was talking to Trevor Bain about it last week from, from your standpoint, how did the legacy motor club deal kind of come into effect? You, how far back did that start in the, in last year or the off season? Uh, I'd say it started right when the season ended, Um, you know, with everyone and the Toyota family knowing that legacy was making that change uh, to Toyota. um, I think, you know, it, kind of opened a door for me to, um, you know, be their primary simulation driver and reserve driver, Um, you know, with them having the connections that previously Chevrolet, now Toyota, um, I knew that would open up a couple opportunities. So, um, you know, kind of use my connections that I had over there from uh, just, you know, personal relationships and whatnot, and, uh, you know, met the right people and um, really hit it off from the very beginning. So, um, you know, I'm only three months, I guess, in with uh, working with them now, but it's been, you know, great to meet everybody. It it seems like they're doing a lot of great things over there. So um, can't wait to see what this year holds for them. I think it's uh, all looking really good. So I can't wait to see what they can do. I'm not sure how much detail you can go into, but what kind of prep or what kind of activities do you get involved in, in that role, kind of helping to work with the team for just the start of the season? Yeah, it's primarily simulation stuff. Um, So with Toyota Racing, I typically go, uh, one to two times a week and work directly with the legacy guys and uh, whether that's tire scaling or working with the drivers and just trying to improve the balance of the race cars itself. Um, you know, really just doing anything I can on my side to have them show up to the racetrack and their limited amount of practice that they get on a given weekend and make sure that they're really happy with their race cars. So um, those cup guys got a busy schedule and so do I, but, you know, being able to kind of being a little bit more flexible with our, our schedules and get me in some, some time and even just a third opinion and everything. They've got two drivers that have two different driving styles and, you know, being able to look at data and have someone like me uh, that has a lot of sim experience with the truck and Xfinity side to go back and look at the SMT data and just some driver feedback and um, be able to improve the the car's handling just based on that is a big deal. So um, super grateful for everyone at Toyota Racing and Legacy for the opportunity and I uh, can't wait to see what they have in store. Nice. So you know, looking back you know, before, before last year, how did Corey Heim first get into motorsports? How did it come from was it watching it on TV to, you know, your first, you know, first couple times out on track and all that? Yeah. Like as a kid, my dad, um, always had an interest in motorsport. Um, he raced legends cars more of a hobby than anything. Um, sure. he was, um, <clears throat> in his early thirties, kind of getting his feet under him with really just life in general. And, you know, I had some fun with some legends cars and, um, you know, growing up, I'd always, uh, go to Lanier and some other tracks around the Southeast and watch kind of up on the hill there. So uh, that was super fun for me. And I always took a really big liking to it. Sure. Um, always been a sports fan and I've always liked to be competitive, even as a really young kid and uh, racing has always kind of just been my thing between, uh, you know, NASCAR and everything else. So um, he surprised me with a quarter midget when I was five years old for my birthday. And uh, ever since it's been, it's been up from there. Nice. Go ahead, Brunchy. 
So did you sort of have a racing hero or idol, or is that kind of your dad that was your example growing up? Yeah, I mean, my dad's always definitely been my hero. I mean, he, you know, is the reason that I'm here today. But um, I'd say Denny Hamlin was probably my biggest idol growing up as as a young kid. I feel like looking back at it, he was like in such a different situation than he is now. And I still like him to this day. But, you know, back then he was kind of like an underdog, under the radar kind of guy. And that's how I've always kind of seen myself. I, I don't really go above and beyond on the maybe a personality side and also just on the racing side. Um, of course he's changed a lot to this day, but I've always really compared myself to him, uh, to an extent. So, um, he's always definitely been my idol for sure. So you've got, you know, like you mentioned, a lot of responsibility this year between the truck series, Xfinity races, being at all the cup races. How do you stay, you know, sharp in between everything that you have going on? Cause it's, uh, you definitely don't have, you know, too much free time. I saw a quote yesterday that was the next weekend where there's no NASCAR racing after this past weekend is I think like the very end of July. So how do you manage all that? You know, that's a great question. I uh, haven't yeah. quite I, uh, figured that out yet, but um, I, uh, I think as the weeks roll by, I've understood that, you know, there's definitely very limited free time. So I've been kind of internally trying to figure that out, which day I want to kind of take yeah. to myself and have some self-care in there. But that's, that's a great question because, um, I think that's a lot of, um, a lot of things that are overlooked in motorsports is just, you know, free time and having personal time to yourself and how to manage such a busy schedule. So, um, I never would have thought it would be this hectic, but, um, you know, it all comes to the extent of, you know, you're doing what you love at the end of the day, you get to go, you know, race cars for a living, but you're going to be really busy doing it. So um, I'd much rather be doing this than anything else, but, you know, it comes to with the, with the price tag of being busy a lot. So um trying to figure that out by the day, but I'll get there eventually. Nice. I guess, speaking of being busy, you were already in a car a couple of weeks ago at Daytona trying out IMSA for the first time. Um, how, how was that to just drive? That car looked really cool. I thought that gold and black on the Supra, I just thought it looked like the best looking car in that race. Absolutely. But... Yeah, it was it was a great experience. I've always had an interest in some GT4 racing and IMSA racing. So um, I never really thought it was a possibility just from my upbringing. I, I really never had any correlations to road course racing other than some occasional Legends car stuff, which of course has nothing to do with like IMSA or anything. <laughs> so um, I really didn't ever see it happening unless I really made a big one day. But um, Twitter Racing was able to give me the opportunity to race with Bubba and John Hunter and, um, you know, mentioning the relationship I have with legacy earlier. It's, it was actually really good to work with John Hunter directly for the first time in a couple of years. I was, I was teammates with him at KBM. Um, and we worked really well together and he helped me a lot with my, uh, rookie season. So that was awesome. But, um, to be able to kind of run it back with him and understand what it's like to not only be his teammate, but also share a vehicle with him, which was also new to me and everyone else, um, was a super interesting, uh, way to go about things. So, um, regardless of the issues we had throughout the week, I had a lot of fun and I, I learned a lot. So I uh, hope to do it again one day. Yeah. So you, you had a good time doing it. Is there, did it expand your interest? You know, Hey, I want to do the entire Rolex 24 one day, or I want to do Watkins Glen later this summer, anything, you know, anything like that, that kind of started to pique your interest after that weekend? Yeah, absolutely. I think it was a really good experience for me. And I'd, I'd like to kind of go at it again, because I feel like you know, by the time I was in the car, I was already, the team was already like a lap down. So I feel like I never even really got a shot at it, but, um, you know, it wasn't really any, anybody's fault, but it just kind of was circumstantial on my part. So, um, I'd like to 
you know, go again with the knowledge that I've learned from sure. the entire week that we had of testing, which was great by the way, because we'd never really get practice <laughs> anymore. So yeah, really cool to sit down um, after a long day of practice and look at data and go back. And I feel like I learned so much in, in such a short amount of time. So um, that was really cool to be a part of. And I'd like to definitely do it again someday. Um, I don't know if I have a specific event in mind that I'd want to do. Uh, the Rolex 24 is, of course, like everyone's dream to race and win. But um, there's some other cool tracks out there. I raced Sebring in the uh, GR Cup car last year. That'd be really cool to do a longer like endurance race out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've always had an interest. I wouldn't say it like furthered my interest, but it just kind right. of gave me an idea of what it was like and, um, you know, I guess kept my interest, if you will. Sure. So I have a follow-up. I was going to ask something else, but you you piqued my interest with something you said there and the kind of the lack of practice that NASCAR in general has, you know, especially when you get up to the Cup Series, there's, I think, almost no practice heading into the Daytona 500 this weekend. Does that make your work in the simulator, you more pressure or kind of that much more important to relay any sort of information that you can to these guys because they have no practice. Absolutely. The simulator is, I mean, the number one tool, you know, in NASCAR right now, as far as a preparation standpoint goes, um, you know, without that, you are genuinely just guessing on setup when you're rolling to the racetrack. So um, I've had the pleasure of working with uh, Trek on garage these past a uh, year and a half as far as tuning tires and really understanding how the tires and the simulator works and what all goes into showing up to the racetrack and being really close from the simulator. So uh, without getting too into detail, I feel like I've, I've learned a lot and yeah. I feel like I um, have really begun to understand the importance of it, especially with the lack of practice. So uh, to answer your question, yeah, I think it's, I wouldn't say it's more pressure per se, but it definitely sure. just makes it so much more important to, um, you know, do everything you can to make it as close as possible. And with me never being in a cup car before it's definitely tough but with the data that we have access to nowadays with smt and whatnot um and with having two good drivers at legacy with eric and john hunter giving us really good feedback um it's made my job so far obviously we're only one race into the season but sure. so far it's made my job a lot easier than than maybe some other people's but um it's definitely a lot of work and it's um you know difficult at times but i think it's you know all for a good cause what you just said there also interests me, like made me interested in kind of asking if you are a technical person. You sound like you have a real passion for the engineering side of stuff rather than just kind of getting in the car, jumping in and driving. Like based on hearing you talk, it sounds like you've got a really deep understanding or interest at least in that engineering side of stuff. Yeah, to an extent, um, I really do have a lot of passion for it and i'm a very analytical person i like to research before i go into races and i really think it helps me personally like prepare for a race when i know um you know when my green flag pit stop is going to be what my pit road you know what am i doing pit road what the adjustments are you know the possibilities of adjustments whatever um i'm a very analytical person in that sense is i really like to be mentally prepared for races and i think it's super important for people to understand that because like for someone like me nowadays in my position, when you go, hopefully when I go cup racing for the first time, I, you know, I'm not going to really understand a lot that goes on. And these guys are, you know, years and years in of experience on pit road and on restarts and stuff. Like I really try to do my research as far as making sure that I can execute right off the bat and you have to be good right away. I mean, you can't, you can't, you know, flag around for a year and expect you to make it in the sport. Right. So 
Um, I've taken a big interest to being analytical and um, really doing every bit of research that I possibly can to execute on my opportunities. So um, I feel like five, 10, 15 years ago wasn't as important because you got all the practice and you're able to have more sit down, talk with people uh, pre and post practice. And um, I feel like, you know, now it's really tough to, to execute on that. So it's made it a lot more important. All right. I have perhaps the toughest question we'll ask today in Frenchie's laughing at me because it's not really that tough. We have a, a pit pass NASCAR driver spot or a guest Spotify playlist. Any song you want to listen to before the race or before you get in the simulator, something you just really like right now. The playlist is all over the place already in, in the last eight weeks. So you you are free to add whatever you want. Then I'll I'll actually tweet out the link to it uh, after after this episode comes out later this week. Uh, uh that's a good question. Uh I know my buddies will like some uh some Creed and some Limp Bizkit okay. some some nineties rock and stuff. That's good. Uh, I also like Drake. I think he has like really good pre-race stuff, like pre-workouts. Okay. So that's good. I know it's like a huge difference between the two, but those are probably <laughs> the best for me. All right. We're going to go with Creed only because I'm good. they have been all over the social media lately for that. Oh, yeah. it, it went from like everybody hated Creed. Like, I mean, when I, when I was a kid in the nineties, Oh God. And, and now it's, now it's like, they had this like sort of like social media revival in the last year since they've started touring again or whatever, which is very interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. I've never heard of someone saying that, uh, that they didn't like him back in the day, but um, yeah, that's, that's interesting for sure. Yeah. It was a lot. Of, so like, I like a lot of heavy music. So it was like a lot of my friends, like when I was like kind of growing up, like probably right around the time you were unfortunately born not to, <laughs> not to date myself, but you know, was, everybody was like, oh, Creed, you know, they're so overrated or you're whatever. And then like in the last, I don't know, a year or two since they're like reunion tour, it's uh, Cre like Alex Rossi was talking on something. It might have been there, his podcasts like a couple weeks ago, like every, oh, it was his, the IndyCar like content day. Everything was, every answer he had had some sort of like Creed lyrics in the, uh -huh. in the answer. Nice. Anyway, I'll let Frenchie go with the next question. No, I mean, I, I grew up not really listening to them. So that's yeah. actually interesting now that I think about it. Cause my dad is like all in the nineties and eighties stuff. And I never really heard Creed, but yeah, they've been popping off. So that's, <laughs> that's a good point. I wanted to ask you getting back to racing stuff, uh, just what your expectations are for the Xfinity side of things this season. Obviously you don't have a full schedule, but kind of jumping back in that Sam Hunt racing car. You had some good results uh, in the Xfinity in the past. Are you just kind of hoping to build on that? Or, you know, what are you really looking forward to for that side of things? Yeah, it's um, that's an interesting question because I, I feel like last year was a big building year for Sam Hunt racing and those guys, um, you know, with the with the help of Toyota racing and those guys that they brought over, um, they, had, they had a really fresh look on the 24 crew uh, last year and they're going to transfer over to the 26 with me which is awesome because i've worked with them before and i have experience um it always takes me two or three races to really click with people and um i feel like it took that or even less with those guys so i feel like you know we have a really good relationship and um i think we're all in the same mindset that you know we were okay last year there's definitely some improvement to be made but um i really think they're all doing the right things and going the right direction in the off season um, and they're putting all their cards in the right places. So um, I think they got good people. I think they have a lot of potential, um, but it's going to be tough. I mean, the Xfinity Series is like very, very good this year. So um, I have high hopes and I think we'll definitely improve from last year. But um, I think I had four starts last year. So it's going to take a lot on me to be 
better. Um, you know, I think I made a lot of mistakes in my couple starts. So um, I think mutually between uh, Simon Racing and myself, I think there's some some growing to be done. So um, with a good off season and some some things going the right ways for them and myself, I think we'll uh, you know definitely be successful this year to an extent. I think it'll be tough, but um, you know hopefully we'll we'll improve. If you were to add a non NASCAR series race this year, it can be IMSA, it could be IndyCar, it could be Formula One, it could be whatever you want. Pretend budget and time is not an issue. You could you could race in the morning in Europe and then do your truck series race in the afternoon. What's what series or car are you are you jumping into? It's a great question. Um I think those uh those V8 supercars really interest me. I think Good that'd one. be really cool. And um what is that uh that Bathurst race that looks super cool? Yeah. Yeah. So Isn't I'll, that I'll... this weekend or next weekend? It's sure. yeah, it's, it's coming soon. up. I think it's this weekend. Yeah. Oh wow. Well there you go. Sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> but uh no, that's uh those supercars are really cool. Ever since yeah. uh ever since Shane, you know, ran that race last year at Chicago, I didn't have any much prior interest, but yeah. watching his footwork that Chicago last year, the foot cam they had on them and whatnot was like pretty incredible. And I knew I had to go back and watch some of their racing because like it was, it was very fascinating that he just popped in a cup car and was as good as he was. I'm like, these guys have got to be pretty good. And like, he wins a lot, but there's other guys that, you know, run with them on the, on a weekly basis. So, um, you know, going back and watching those races was super cool and they just raced the crap out of each other. So, yeah. um, you know, that'd be, that'd be probably talking about bucket list. I'd probably get my butt kicked, but it'd be cool to go and, and kind of see how bad it is. Yeah. They, they, they do look fun. I, I will try to watch a little bit this weekend, even though the, the time difference is a little hard, but so you, you mentioned the foot cam last year from Chicago. Is that something, you know, you or other drivers kind of go back to look at to, you know, try to glean something, you know, for when you are, you know, hopefully there this summer. Yeah. This I summer? think of, um, I've taken a liking to watching other drivers and how they approach, you know, things as far as footwork and handwork, if you will. I don't know if that's a term, but, uh, um, we'll make it one. Yeah. But you know, whatever <laughs> different drivers do to be successful. Um, I think really in the past 10 years, you've seen a lot of growing with NASCAR drivers, as far as you got guys like, like Larson that come in and they, you know, figure out how to run the fence and everyone all of a sudden has to learn how to run the fence <laughs> because it's like half a second faster than everybody. Um, I think with, you know, potentially with, with how Shane did his footwork last year at Chicago, that's another example of like, he was a lot better than everyone else in his very first cup race. And people are probably going to have to learn how to do that. So, um, you know, I always kind of keep an eye on stuff like that. I feel like, um, there's a lot that people have yet to learn, especially with the new cup car and how different it is. Um, not that those guys aren't doing a phenomenal job They're the entire cup field head to toe is incredible, but there's always going to be an inch out there, uh, an inch here, an inch there that you can gain on the racetrack to, you know, be better. So, um, I feel like I've always got to look out for that. And, um, you know, it's always kind of fascinated me to see guys that come into the sport and figure out new things. And, um, you always want to be the first one to jump on it. Right. And if you're the one who actually figures something new out, it's even, it's even cooler. Cause, um, you know, you can be that much faster for a certain, certain period of time sure. until everyone figures it out. But, um, with the, with the SMT stuff, it's definitely a lot harder. Um, and I think that's why you saw, Shane so successful in his very first cup race is because there's no data to look off of. Um, and he's still going to be successful, of course, but with the addition of SMT and the data side of things, it's definitely slowed that down a little bit. Right. Um, you see with short track racing, you've seen it with intermediate racing, now road course racing. Um, it's definitely different than it has been, you know, 10 to 15 years ago. 
I guess probably the last one that I have for you before maybe I hand it back over to host to ask you his last question is, have you had a lot of time to interact with Jimmy Johnson? We had the pleasure of kind of hanging out with him a bit on the IndyCar side of things because we do some podcasting there too. So uh, he's just awesome. So I wanted to see how much you've been able to interact with him. And I guess maybe you'll do some more throughout the season, but any experience you've been kind of exposed to working with him so far? Yeah, Jimmy's been great. Um, funny enough, I actually lifted with him over at the Toyota Center this morning about, yeah. about nine hours ago or so. So I, I saw him this morning. Um, every time he's in town, we we have seen each other at some point. Uh, I've gone out to dinner with him a couple of times. Like he's he's a super awesome guy. I mean, like there's really no other way to put it. I mean, he's very sociable. He'll talk to absolutely anybody and, um, you know, he doesn't have to, but he's just genuinely a really good person. So um you know, he's been great so far. He has great intentions with Legacy Motor Club, and I think they're all really heading in the right direction um, with a guy like him, especially leading the way. Um, I can't wait to see what he's got in store for those guys. And, um, you know, he's brought along a, a lot of really good people. I'd like to think that I was a good hire too. So that was that was good by him. But, um, but you know, regardless of that, bringing along Trevor Bain, he's done an awesome job so far. Uh, the driver hiring with John Hunter Nemechek, I, I think the world John Hunter. So um, just everything he's done so far, off the racetrack has been phenomenal. Um, and then, you know, obviously his career with how successful he's been, um, you know, has been really cool to kind of learn about and all the stories he tells about that. So uh, definitely had some good quality time with him and can't wait to have a lot more. Cool. Awesome. Well, that's, that's all I got. So we'll, uh, we'll let you go here and enjoy the rest of your, your Monday before Daytona. Best of luck this, uh, this year, man. And we'll, we'll see you at the track at some point. All right. Much appreciated guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks yeah, man. Good see talking you. to you. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Stay ahead of the pack with the latest racing news and interviews from the Hammerdown Racing Report, your source for regional racing action as well as the national scene. Every week, we recap racing action from all around Northwest Ohio and Southeast Michigan and cover national racing series from the world of outlaws to NASCAR. Plus, get all the latest racing news. Join hosts Scott Hammer and Ron Miller, along with different featured guests each week. From dirt to asphalt, we have you covered. The Hammerdown Racing Report, available weekly on your favorite podcasting platform. Part two of the episode after part one was our chat with Corey Heim, which took place a couple days ago. We're joined by Darian Gilliam, who runs Black Flags Matter, does a lot of stuff on YouTube. We're going to talk Daytona. I don't know where we're going to go with this, but Frenchy, do you do we have anything that you want to get to to start? News wise or anything? Yeah, anything. I didn't jot anything down other than making let's let's have some fun and make predictions and see where this goes. 
No, I don't think so. I don't think I really had any news other than finally we get Daytona this weekend gets going. So, yeah. yes. Yeah, and there's still entry lists that are coming out in <laughs> the last, you know, like Garrett oh. Smithley got announced in Xfinity today. I don't know if there's anything else I'm missing. The 44, like nobody knows who's, who's driving it yet. Like, yeah. They just came out of nowhere. Let's, we could start there. So the 44 is money racing. It's the Floyd Mayweather entry. Greg Biffle came out. Is it? It's Floyd Mayweather, right? No, like no, 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 no. NY Racing. NY, NY Racing. Racing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it I'm looks getting... like yeah, I, I, um, I see where you um, um, got them mixed up though, for sure. Though they kind of look similar, similar looking teams. I, I looked at like the side of the trailer this morning on like a Twitter post, mm, and that's why, again, yeah. while it was snowing as I was walking the dog this morning, but Greg Biffle came out and was like, "It's not me," which was like the weirdest press release i've seen in racing in quite some time so maybe we'll start with you darian you, you probably know more than either of us are we actually going to see that car attempt to be in the race Dude, this team's and this team's kind of annoying and here's why because i did a video on them a while back um that whole deal back in atlanta 2016 with the car missing that was them a lot of people don't know that that was uh, that's the same guy same yeah. team everything yeah so so then all of a sudden that happened then all of a sudden they come back all these years later with the uh, hbcu sponsorship deals and then they disappear and you're wondering like where'd they go and i i had tweeted about this a month prior i was like where'd they go they just posted like okay. once in 2023 but uh didn't run any races nothing like that i'm like where'd they go they just disappeared and then they reappear on the entry list but it says tba to be announced so yeah I thought it was Greg Biffle at first based on the the hauler, but uh, it's not. And we race in three days, <laughs> in like three, two days. So, And uh, we actually qualify tomorrow. So I don't know. I don't know um, who's uh, who's driving that. But I um, I saw the old Adam Slurn parody uh, <laughs> parody account. I fell for that. Yeah, 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 I saw the Chris Wright one. Yeah. I fell for it for a second. But I was like, oh, oh no, saw the name. So yeah, honestly, yeah. so I have no clue. But honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't run at all. Because, dude, it's the, it's Speed Week. Like, where where's your guy? You got to have your driver. Where's he you at? know, I can understand if it's a couple days before qualifying you know, figuring things out last minute wouldn't be the first time in racing, but yeah. considering qualifying is tomorrow and they're on the entry list is TBA. Like, I mean, even Dale coin, isn't this slow on the IndyCar side of things. So it's just, I don't know if, if Frenchie wants to like have a hot take here and say like, yes, they'll be racing, but I don't see any way in which that car is qualifying or in the duels with the duels are Thursday night. So I'm not, mm -hmm. I think the Thursday night are not. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying no Frenchie. You want to be a yeah, hot I mean, take? They, ha hot they have take a sponsor. Hero. So, okay, but yeah, they don't have a driver. Yeah, that's the thing. They don't have. Yeah, but that means they've got maybe the money is there. So I don't know. I I'm I I know very little about this team. So I'm yeah. just gonna say that uh, we'll see. Their 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 sponsor is 100 Coconut Water. Yeah. So. That's what I was like. Hey, it's a meme team. It's a meme team at this point, man. Yeah. Yeah. Team. I'm and I'm fine with that. Like, there's if if there's if there's a team that provides us some laughs throughout the season, I'm totally cool with that. But it's you know it's the day before. Like, just just announce like, hey, even if they're like trying to hide it till the last minute for whatever silly reason I can think of, like, just just say, hey, the announcement's coming. Just give us something so we're not standing here. Like, are they going to race or aren't they going to race when the qualifying is in? 32 ish hours from now. Yeah. 
Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, what the deal is with them. I mean, they have a Twitter account, but they haven't used it. Yeah. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, uh, I guess we'll find out. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if you find out like the day of qualifying. So tomorrow yeah. wouldn't surprise me if we don't hear nothing today, just based right. off, off of their history. So the weather forecast doesn't look great. So we're, we're going to skip over <laughs> that and pretend that everything looks perfect for this weekend. We might be racing on Monday. Uh, that's I, That'd be interesting. I'm, I'm actually a... I know most people are like, oh, I don't want to watch it on Monday, but I I would be okay if it was this Monday. Mm-hmm. I totally, uh, I don't yeah. have anything to do. So I am team Monday. So then I can watch whatever hockey games are on, on Sunday afternoon this weekend. But exactly. And then we can get a Monday night 500 again, the 2012 500 all over again. I'm cool with that. I'm, I don't, yeah, I'm okay with that. I mean, I don't have anything going on. Frenchie might have some wedding planning stuff that he needs to focus on, but oh, I don't, congratulations. I don't have anything. Yeah. We, what are we three and a half weeks away? Oh, that close. Oh, oh yeah. God. It's coming up real soon. It's nice. like first weekend of March, second weekend of March. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have to, nice. I have to pick up my tux pants from the tailor when we get done recording today. Cause I just, they just, they called me this morning to say they were ready. Awesome. I think, hey, the wedding is uh, going to be, it's better planned than it sounds like this uh, NY racing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's going to be, but I, I'm yeah. just going to throw out a hot take like you wanted me yeah. to and say we're going to have like some famous veteran jump in that car. Mm. Well, okay. It's not, it's, 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 it's not, it's not going to be that, but it's, it's going to be somebody like a weird, obscure person. Like we're going to get like Michael Waltrip for some reason. Just to be like, I'm really old, but I'm going to do this. Paul Tracy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Something crazy. You know, as much as I can't stand Paul Tracy, that would be a lot. Of, I would I would pay to see Paul Tracy qualify for the Daytona 500 with zero practice. That'd be just, funny. Just for the experience. or And I would also pay extra to hear his radio during the race if he made the race. <laughs> True. So let's see here. All right, I'm looking at the entry list. There's obviously plenty of guys who are vying for the last couple open spots Frenchie do you have any predictions are we going to see somebody kind of struggle to make the race that's you're not one of those kind of one-off guys like a David Reagan Alfredo who else is kind of doing one time BJ McLeod or a one-off you know Kraz Gralla I'm just looking here are any of them going to be safe and then we'll see like I don't know Denny Hamlin struggle qualifying slash the duels we'll start with you I don't think it's going to be Danny Hamlin that's right. That was that was just an see, example. <laughs> see somebody in one of the maybe less let's say well-funded teams like I don't know maybe one of the the three Spire cars I could see having some trouble or something like that with one of the new guys or I don't know. Some, something like that I could see happening but I also would not be surprised if we just see kind of the the full-time guys make the field and these kind of one-offs really be the ones that don't make it. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure Reagan will do fine with that RFK entry. It's the 60. They were hyping that up. They were preparing that. There's no way that's going to fail, I would think. But, you know, we've seen crazy things in racing before. But the Spire one's interesting because actually <laughs> the other – actually yesterday <laughs> – Carson Hosevar DM me and asked to ask me not to tweet about him because my whole jinxing thing or whatever. <laughs> He's aware of that. So he was a little funny little back and forth. So I was like, all right, fine, sure. But um, I don't know. I, I feel like a Spire could maybe surprise us. Um, I'm not sure which one will, but, you know, 
I don't know. They have a new team. You know, they're trying to, you know, establish themselves. I think for the most part this season, they're going to struggle just because, you know, they're finally expanding, you know, full three car teams. So, but I think the super speedway is, is uh, where they'll accelerate at. So. All right. I'm going to take a hot take here and say somebody from like one of the big teams is just going to have an absolutely dismal qualifying effort duels and just really struggle. I don't, I don't know who, but it's going to be, let's just say somebody who's a playoff contender. Cause I don't want to go like too hot take here, but yeah, I, first off, did either of you guys see the, the paint scheme for the Reagan car, the 60, that like metallic green with the white background. It's mm -hmm. pretty damn cool. Like, yeah. If if he were to somehow surprise everybody and win the race, like I would look at the diecast of that one because it's it's pretty slick for for a one off entry. It is. It's really nice. And usually one off entries, I don't feel like I don't know. I feel like back in the nineties, early two thousands, one off entry schemes were like I guess there was more effort being put into them instead yeah. of just like a throwaway. I don't know. I feel like nowadays it's mostly just like throwaways. Like hey, let's just scrap something together last second. Kind of like they actually took their time with this. Thankfully, yeah, it's well done. Frenchie, do you want to go and make some predictions now that we've rambled on about this? We'll just rotate through everybody. Sure. What kind of predictions are you talking about? Like our usual race predictions plus some okay. extras since it's Daytona. Okay. So who's going to have a good day then? Let's see. Um, it's pretty safe to guess who's going to have a good day, but I'm going to go with, I'm going to try not to do someone super predictable. Uh, let's say that Tyler Reddick's gonna have a a good day. Okay, Darian. Just so you know, good day doesn't mean have to mean doesn't necessarily mean win. It could be, uh, you know, Kaz Gralla finishes in the top fifteen because that's that would be a good day for him. So yeah, yeah. take take it however you want. Now for sure, I'm gonna go with Noah Gregson. I feel like he's got a lot to prove this year, but I, I mean he's gonna really struggled for the most part this year i mean storehouse <laughs> racing really is as a whole but yeah. again just like spire this you know the super speedways will be one of those few opportunities well super speedways and short tracks for storehouse racing because I, I mean they're really good on these short tracks um going back to last year so i think maybe um they can take one of them this year but um just for the 500 though no gregson good day good day all right i i'm gonna take ty gibbs i know he's you know in a Joe Gibbs car, so he's not in a bad car, but mm -hmm. had plenty of up and down moments last year and obviously just missed out on the playoffs. So I'm going to take him. Frenchie, are you jotting this down, by the way? Yep. Okay, thank you. All right, so who is going to be the poll winner for the 66th running of this race? We'll start with Darian on this one. Chase Elliott, because like Elliott, the script yeah. says so, yeah. you know, yeah. he didn't win last year. He's got to win something, right? They want him to win something right off the bat. So it's got to be Chase Elliott. Frenchie? I'm going to go with Austin Sindrick. Let's say that because he's got his uh, Jill DeFerrin helmet. He's going to bring him some good luck. Ah, that's right. All right. I am going with Jimmy Johnson. It's kind of same like script thing. Like he's a little bit more involved this year than he was last year. They've got a lot going for them with the Extreme E team. And, you know, cre listen, Creed is sponsoring their car. At yeah. least you know, it's partially, you know, is, is on the on, on the door now. So I feel like the Creed memes for Jimmy Johnson winning the poll would just be epic for the next couple of days until at least mm -hmm. until the race starts. So that's my pick there. OK, let's see here. Good. All right. Who's having a bad weekend? Uh, I'll go first since I haven't gone first yet. I'm going to take. 
last year's winner, Ricky Stenhouse. I think it's last year he got a little lucky, and I don't really have any other reasons than that. Frenchie, you're up next. I'm going to go with my buddy Austin Dillon. I just don't think this is his year uh, or pretty much going to be his year ever again. I just don't feel like it's, he's he's Respect. he's won, and I don't know about the children's cars anymore. I just feel like uh, Kyle Busch is going to dominate him for the rest of his career. See, I'm going to say Kyle Busch, not because he's going to perform bad for the most part, but just something's going to happen towards the end where, you know, he just screws him out of a win, just like last year. Yep, I can see that. Okay, we've done good, bad, poll. Will we race on Monday? Yes, no, or, well, I'll give you guys a third option, and it's going to rain on Sunday, but we won't race on Monday. So we'll be able to get the race in Sunday, you know, late into the evening. Brunch, you're up first. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of those that goes until 1 a.m. or something like that is how it's going to end up going. And we're going to be up late watching. Gosh, I was at the 21-500. That was miserable. Oh, that was so miserable. So cold, so late. Um, I'm going to say we don't race on Sunday. I say we get the entire thing in on Monday night. Okay. I, for the sake of being different, will say there is going to be no rain and we'll be fine Sunday afternoon, even though that's not what I want. All right, next prediction. Let's do an over under on the number of cautions and we'll set it at. And we're going to do this for Xfinity too. This is what gave me the idea. Over under is seven and a half. So I'm going to take the over in Xfinity. I'm going to take the under in NASCAR. Go ahead. It's hmm. a good one. I'll take. I think I'll take the. Uh, well, I'll take the over for Cup, just because like okay. the five hundred feels like a crapshoot nowadays anyway. But we do have some hope from the last summer race we had at at the uh, at the same track. It was a pretty pretty good finish outside of uh, Priest's wild flip. But I'm gonna take yeah. the over just because I don't know. It's just the five hundred's been trending that way for a while. Um, and actually, I'll take the under on cautions for Xfinity. And then trucks is trucks. So we already know it's going to be. There's going to be 67 yeah. cautions in trucks on Friday night. Yeah. So that, that's why I didn't that. put that one in there. It's just. Yeah. And it's a young truck series field too. Like, yeah. oh, dude. Yeah. Oh. Frenchie? I'll go with the under on both because I just think there's going to be few cautions, but there's going to be just huge wrecks where it knocks out like a ridiculous number of cars. It's going to be like a long yellows. And I'll say that, but we're gonna we're not gonna have very many, but it's gonna be significant when it happens. Okay, all right. Next up, we'll we'll stick on the Xfinity theme here. I'll give Franchi a second to pull up the entry list if he needs it. We'll do Xfinity race winner Saturday evening. I I really want to take like somebody like Sage Karam here, but I don't know if that team's necessarily strong enough. So, so I'm going to take Parker Kligerman. Why not? And yeah, Darren, you can take second on this one. Um, Austin Hill. Austin okay. Hill. I feel like it's the safe pick. He's back with yeah. RCR, you know, so they'll have That's a you know, good teamwork. And I feel like Jesse Love will be way more inclined to help him out than Sheldon Creed ever was, you know, <laughs> just to get on his good graces. So. Frenchie? This is a tough one. I'm going to go with hmm, 
who's gonna who's gonna pull it out and win? Not the TBA for colleague racing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Sorry. you want me to go with a super hot take? Yeah. Frankie Munoz. <laughs> <laughs> gotta make the race first. But yeah, that's yeah, that's all right. You know, I, I kind of glossed over him honestly because he's like right in the middle of the the sheet mm -hmm. here. But I am just seeing Daniel Suarez is racing in car number one hundred and fourteen. <laughs> I know I, I don't know Xfinity history very well. When is the last time? I'm Darren. I don't know if you know that we've had a Xfinity or Cup car that's like been a triple digit number. I don't know, but like the thing, it says 114 on there, but then it's, I don't know, the car number was actually just 14, I thought. I don't know. But Maybe it's a typo? Yeah, I think it's probably just like a typo or something, but I don't know. Like, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know that. I'm yeah. sure one did at one point, you know. It's a long if history. somebody listening knows, please tweet us the answer, or also, <laughs> if it's just a typo, please pretend I didn't ask that question. <laughs> okay, so let's let's wrap it up with one more prediction here. We'll do again. We'll keep it Xfinity and Cup, and we'll do over under on red flags because we're bound to get at least one, and we'll we'll set the over under at one and a half. Frenchie, you can go first. Because of what I said about there being some significant wrecks, I think we're gonna go over on both. No, on Cup, but okay. Xfinity, I don't think so. Okay, mm -hmm. Darian. Hmm. I'm going to say under, I'm going to say we get none, but I mean, we still get enough wrecks, enough chaos to where you do need cautions though. So, yeah. but I'm going to say no, not enough to where there's red flags. All right. I'm taking the over on both just because nobody else took that. And that's what I'm going with. <laughs> uh, Darian, anything else? 500 Daytona 500 news or headline worthy that you think is important to mention in hmm. this. Well, I mean, how many entries do we have? 42? Something like 40, that? Uh, yeah. Hold on here. 42. 42. Yeah, so that's not bad. And then what, for 36 spots, correct? Or 40 spots? It's 40 spots. The 40. 36 is okay. the... The charter team. Charter team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so hey, hey, you know, it could be, you know, I wish we could have, you know, the old days, 50 and 60. But hey, at least, we, you know, it's, you know, it'll mean that the dual races will somewhat mean something, you know. So, we'll have some guys missing, but um but no other than that though just uh hey speed week's back nascar's back i can't wait it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be a fun year where can people find all of your stuff even if it's not racing i know you, you've been doing some football yeah. stuff for a while now yeah thank you thank you for mentioning that i appreciate it um so um yeah black flags matter that's my platforms everywhere instagram or i don't know i started with instagram uh, youtube twitter instagram all that i'm even on facebook now too and threads but i never go on threads and facebook yeah i don't never use those but um yeah you can also find my football videos on stark raving sports as well um the season's over though so now i have to wait until next year yeah. until the next season to uh to make some videos and stuff but uh hey but maybe i might make some more stuff for them during the off season so you never know so be on the lookout did you have any super bowl bets that did well or did poorly uh so i had like the free ten dollar bet from uh DraftKings from their sports book thing like so i put like an anytime touchdown for metcalf for for kelsey and then i put two down for mahomes and purdy to score a rushing touchdown because they both got wheels but sure. it was more Makes of sense. a defense it was more of a defensive game than 
I thought it would be. So yeah, I won. So I I I pulled up my DraftKings and I said to my girlfriend, I said, "You can let's just pick two bets here." She's like, "I don't I don't want to use money." I'm like, "This is money I won from like one of those like free like ten dollar bet things." Yeah. So I'm like, we're playing with house money, so we put three dollars on will the opening drive be shorter or longer than three minutes and 15 seconds and we took shorter and it was like i was like oh shit like we're screwed here <laughs> the niners are driving and then mccaffrey fumbled and won us that bet by about like 12 seconds oh yeah 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 and That's then right. he did fumble yeah he what, did fumble. what was the other one there was one that was like will there or won't be an octopus and i don't understand why that was a bet but i said no and i won that oh what? Maybe because of like Nickelodeon thing, this Nickelodeon maybe. thing, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't, I don't know. And I, I, there was another one I did. I don't remember what it was now. Anyway, we only bet like four dollars total, so I only won mm. like seventeen dollars. But yeah, there was the actually, bet. my my dad was telling me that there was a like block pool, so you know you get two numbers for the Super Bowl that for each minute of game action you won $50 if your number was correct. So the lady, oh, I don't think my dad was in it. I think it was like a coworker. The lady who was in it that had zero, zero, you know, she won a thousand bucks after the first quarter or something like that. She won $50 a minute. And then when it was 10, nothing was 10, nothing or 10. I think it was like 10, nothing for a little bit or 10, three or something like that, where she ended up back in the money again at some point in the second quarter. So I don't know how much it costs to enter that pool, but it was kind of a unique take on like sports betting that I hadn't seen before where you're like great, like instead of just the normal block pool where it's every quarter or the half of the game, it's just like literally every minute of the game you can win. Yeah, no, no. Betting's so prevalent now, you know, it's funny how like everyone's embraced it and like leagues like embraced now, now, like, because like growing up in Vegas, it was always so like stigmatized. It's like, dude, it's just, it's betting. It's nothing. <laughs> now the Super Bowl is playing in Vegas. So. Yeah, we do have, I guess I should mention before we wrap up here, if you go to Grid Rival, the it's an app, download the app, or you can just click on the link in our tweet. I just put out a new one this morning, Grid Rival Fantasy League. There's a NASCAR one for the first time this year. Our league is called for everybody listening. What is this league called? Pit Pass NASCAR official league. So pretty easy to get. We're up to 143 people. Top three guys win a prize. Four girls win a prize from us. Stuff we get at the track this year will be given out. So check our Twitter or download the Grid Rival app and search for it. And that's all I got. Frenchie, anything else? Yeah, I was going to give the times for everybody real quick. Yeah. So for your Valentine's Day plans, uh, <laughs> we've got 8.15 p.m. for the single car qualifying on Fox Sports 1. Then Thursday night uh, at 7, we've got the two 150-mile races to set the lineup. Friday, uh, you've got the truck series race at 7.30 p.m. These are all on FS1, by the way. And then Saturday, um, you have the ARCA series opener. It's an 80-lap, 200-mile race at 1.30 p.m. And 5 p.m., you've got the Xfinity race on fs1 and then finally 2 30 p.m on sunday on fox uh the 66th annual daytona 500 all righty we'll wrap it there we'll be back next week to recap we also i think next week we have an interview as well but i don't want to spoil that but 
it is somebody who might win the race this weekend. So we'll be back next week. Darian, thanks for joining. We'll have you on again when we can talk some more news and all that stuff. And see you guys.